Well, God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, uh, we are going to go to uh, 1 John chapter 5 once again. Last week we started here and, um, uh, of course, ministered some things about faith. And uh, I'm going to do some more today. Um, Let's see. Chapter 5. Doing good today? Now did you come to receive? Of course, I ask that every week. I do it on purpose. It's not just some religious thing we do. I'm, my heart is to make sure that you purpose in your heart to receive. If you, if you come to receive, you'll actually leave with something. Amen. I apologize if it's a little warm in here. That they're saying that the unit may not be working right now. It's on and off. Okay, so I'll preach fast. I better not say that. I'd just be, I'd be guilty of lying to you. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But uh, I'm hoping that uh, at least uh, it'll keep up enough for deal. So we're believing that's what's going to happen. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. If need be, just fan your neighbor with something. I don't know. Anyway, praise the Lord. God is good. 1 John chapter 5, <clears throat> verse 4 and 5 says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What? Our faith, okay? Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And, of course, again, uh, verse 1 says that whoever believes uh, that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So if you go back to verse 4, it says whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, it says whatever is born instead of whosoever. Come on. Now, you're obviously a whoever, right? But in this text, you're also part of the whatever. Okay, so whatever is born out of God, in fact, this word here, Born is geneo, uh, okay, which we get our word to regenerate, uh, procreate, begot, uh, or beget, probably, um, conceive, bring forth, or made from. So what it's saying is that whatever has been born out of God, made out of, you know, of God, has got overcoming power in it. So there's all kinds of things that have been made of God. Not only have you been born of God when you receive Jesus as your Lord, but understand that you got the Word of God, you got the armor of God, you got the Spirit of God, you got the, we can go on and on of all the things, the blood of the Lamb. Come on, somebody. We can go just on and on of all the things that are there that have been born or beget out of God, amen, that helps you overcome the world. And one of those things that's mentioned in this text is your faith. Now, let's define a little bit more again the word overcome, nikeo, it's out of the word Nike. Or Nikkei, or well, I'm not sure if I pronounce exactly right, but Nikeo is this word, and it means to subdue or conquer, to prevail. So we're talking about overcoming the world. We're talking about subduing it, conquering it, prevailing. It literally means to get or gain the victory, and it means a decisive victory. All right? Everybody say a decisive victory. Okay, so whatever is born of God is there to help you overcome, subdue, even get a decisive victory over the world. Now, the world being the systems of this world, everything outside of God, all right? This, and this is the victory. This word here, victory, is the word Nike, or at least it looks like the word Nike. It might be uh, Nike, but, it's, uh, but anyway, it's, it's, I guess if you're going to name a shoe, this is what you name it, Nike, right? Come on, but it means conquest, triumph, or the means of success, breakthrough, or the means of progress. So what we're talking about here... Whatever is born of God overcomes, gets a decisive victory over the world. But this is the means, come on, this is the means of your success to overcome. What is it? Your faith. Your faith is your victory. Your faith, amen, is your victory, is your means of success to overcome. Are you with me? Now, there's all kinds of stuff that comes at us. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned this last week. I'm going to do it again um, you know, anytime you start talking about faith, sometimes, you know, a lot of people get nervous uh, because faith is really a message uh, about accountability. Are you hearing me? Because, or being responsible, all right? Uh, being accountable or responsible. You, you're accountable for your faith. I'm not accountable for your faith. All I can do as what we found out last week is I can come up here and minister a message of faith to you that you, you know, hopefully then faith comes by hearing it 
and hearing it by the word of God. Come on, somebody. And when you hear it now, what you do with that's going to be up to you. So I'm not responsible for your faith, and you're not responsible for my faith. Okay, what is the word faith? The Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, which means, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to believe or to believe in, uh, persuasion, conviction, confidence, assurance, reliance, trust. These are all synonyms of this word faith. So he says that your victory, in other words, your means of success is your faith, is your confidence in God, is your reliance on God. Is your dependence on God? Is your trust in God? See, your trust in God is your victory. Your trust in God is your means of success to overcome whatever the world tries to bring at you. And I know many of you, as I said last week, I'm saying it again, I know many of you are dealing with things right now. I get it. We're not making light of anything. Your pastor is up here preaching. Amen. Well, God told him to preach. He knows exactly or usually knows the majority of what's going on in his congregation. Come on. I know when you, some of you got health issues you're dealing with. Some are financial issues, some marital issues. You got some family things going on, some housing situations going on. We get it, okay? We're not making light of anything. We're just telling you this is how you get your victory. So we're going to talk it and preach it. Amen. We're not here to hurt nobody's feelings. So put your feelings back in your purse or in your pocket. All right? Nobody's here to hurt nobody. nobody. We're all here to help. But see, you have to understand, if my faith and your faith is my victory or your victory, right? If my faith is my victory and your faith is your victory, amen, it's your means of success to overcome, then you got to make sure you got it intact and working. Because a lot of people say they believe and they're not believing. Come on. A lot of people say they're in faith when they're not in faith. And then what happens? And we don't get the victory. We don't get our breakthrough. We don't get the result. And then we get mad at God or mad at the preacher. Come on. And everybody points fingers. Say, well, that person was believing God. And they didn't. No, 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 no. God is never your problem. Faith works. We just got to make sure we work it. Are you with me? It always works. There's always a reason if something didn't come to pass. Are you with me? You still in love with your preacher or not? Some of you are kind of starting to question it, and I can see it on you. Amen. Sometimes it's just, sometimes all it takes is just to tweak our thinking a little bit. Some of you need tweaked. You've done enough tweaking in your life, you know what tweaking is. Amen. But I'm asking... I'm talking about tweaking our mind here a little bit, all right? Somehow it just didn't come out the way I wanted it to there. All right, but anyway, praise the Lord. Sometimes it's just a matter of some thinking that gets a little off. The verse 4 here says it this way in the New Living Translation. It says, we achieve this victory through our faith. Amen. The Message Translation says, we, uh, pardon me, the conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The Passion Translation says, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. Now the word is very clear. Jesus said himself that in the world there's going to be pressure. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be uh, problem pressure. There's going to be people pressure. But he said, but... Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And that's why now he can say you can overcome, because greater is he that's in you than he who's in the world, praise God. And you have been born of God. Your faith has been born of God. The Word of God has been born of God. The Spirit of God's been born of God. The things of God, the armor of God, hallelujah, the gifts of the Spirit. We can go on and on and on of things that have been born of God, that you have everything you need. To overcome. Give God praise, somebody. Come on. All right. Now look at your neighbor and say, you overcomer, you. All right. Go to uh, Acts 26. Acts 26, please. Um, Acts 26. And um, actually, a while back, I even kind of pulled up this verse on something, and I made the comment, you know, this here, actually, verse 18 is my favorite verse in the Bible. 
and uh, because it was the commission that, that Paul got from God uh, when he had that uh, road to Damascus experience. The light shone and the Spirit of God spoke to him, and this is what he's now telling uh, King Agrippa what, what the Spirit of God did and spoke to him and what he's about, what his mission in life is right here. And I always felt in my heart, that's what I always feel God has spoke to my heart, all right, to, we're here to open the eyes of individuals that need their eyes open in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, uh, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Everybody say receive. receive. I mean, you got to receive it, right? Receive forgiveness of sins and receive an inheritance among all those or among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, uh, as I said, that's, that's my favorite verse. Amen. My favorite chapter is? What's my favorite book? Proverbs. Some, some of you are slow on the... Say, well, anyway, whatever. That's my, this is my favorite verse, though, okay? Because to me, it speaks about what I, what I feel I'm commissioned to do. Okay, I'm here to, to turn on the lights. That's what I like to do. I want to turn on the lights, amen, bring you into the place of who you're free from the enemy. Praise God. Receive, praise God, forgiveness from all your past and the yuck behind you so you can move forward and grab hold of your inheritance, the promises and all that God has for you, your portion, that word inheritance means, your portion or lot. A lot of times you might hear the word your lot in life. Well, God has a lot in life for you, a portion for you. Uh, there's an inheritance for you. There's something set out there. The promises of God are there for you to receive. And that word receive means to seize it, to grab hold of it, to lay hold of it, praise God. So not only your forgiveness uh, of sin, your forgiveness of things in your past, amen, but also things ahead, praise God, the inheritance that's there for you, praise the Lord. Now, part of what your inheritance is getting these breakthroughs, getting these answers, Getting, getting, uh, getting whole, getting free from whatever it is that might be holding you back or holding you down. Everybody say inheritance. inheritance. Amen. Among all those, okay, those who've received forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are, here we go, among those who are, talking about other individuals who are sanctified by faith in me, by their trust, their confidence, their reliance in me. In other words, the same way anybody else in the Word of God, any patriarch of faith that went before you, whether we're talking about Bible days or we're talking about somebody who's come into the kingdom you know, 20 years ago that received something, or many times we read testimony books of things that have happened in people's lives, this is the people they're talking about. The same way that they received is the same way you receive. Are you with me? All of our patriarchs of faith in Hebrews 11, uh, we call it the Faith Hall of Fame. All of those, amen, received based on their faith, their confidence, their reliance, their trust in God. As a result of it, they received their answer. They received their inheritance or whatever. They received their breakthrough. Amen. God delivered out of the, uh, the, the den of lions. Come on, out of the fiery furnace. Are you with me? The, the sea parts. Are you with me? Come on. Delivered out of Egypt, delivered out of bondage, made whole, made well, raised from the dead, leprosy gone. All of them received the word, says, by their faith. Jesus comes along, ministers the word, and many times, as we brought out last week, he, he looks at them and says, by your faith, you did that. He could have said, you came to me, it's a good thing you came to me, and got delivered. Because I'm your answer. Well, we all know he's our answer, but he didn't say that. He said it was your faith that set you free. It was your faith that healed you. It was your faith that delivered you. It was your faith that met the need. Still with me? But it says something else in here. Okay? An inheritance, we're receiving an inheritance among those who are, what? Sanctified. Sanctified by faith. That word sanctified means set apart. Set apart, made different. Amen. How many know you've been set apart? You're made different. Now, with that said, go with me to uh, Mark 11. Mark 11. Let me jump into what we have for you today here. You've been set apart. Your faith. Set you apart. Right. 
if, if I had a group of you, I thought about maybe doing this, but I thought, well, I don't want, I thought this might complicate it, but I'd like to have, you know, maybe a group of folks standing here. Just as, let's just picture a group of folks all standing here. We're all standing here, and we're all believers. Uh, we're all people that just, you know, want to move forward, just want to, you know, someday go to heaven, hallelujah, and, uh, you know, all that. But faith comes in the picture, and faith sets you apart. Not every believer's walking in faith. Now, I'm not taking away your salvation. I mean, you knew enough to release faith and believe the fact that when somebody said, if you receive Jesus, you'll be born again, a new creation in Christ, amen, making heaven your home, and you said, amen, I receive it, and you grabbed it. But a lot of Christians don't go any, any, anywhere past that. God says you can be healed. You can receive it the same way you receive salvation of your soul is the same way you receive the same Hebrew or Greek words, salvation, soteria. Come on, total deliverance. Not only will totally deliver your soul, but will deliver your body. Will deliver your mind. Will deliver your household. Will deliver your marriage. Will deliver your financial situation. Will deliver the housing problem. Will deliver, are you hearing me? It's the same thing. It don't work any different. But what happens is faith, amen, has to be engaged. And when faith is moving and activated in your life, it separates you. It doesn't make you more important. It doesn't make you more valuable. It doesn't make you, uh, you know, higher than everybody else. More loved, more accepted, more received. It doesn't do any of that. What it does is gets you your victory. It's your means of success so you overcome whatever's trying to prevail over you. Not everybody fights for that. So... Faith automatically separates you. That's why a lot of times people get upset when you preach about it. And I'm thinking, what are you mad about me preaching faith? What do you want me to preach? Doubt and unbelief? The Word says we live by faith. This is how we're supposed to live. This is how we conduct our lives. So we got we to understand how does this work then? Jesus said, have faith in God, Mark eleven twenty two. Okay, have faith in God. Pretty simple. I think it's kind of a duh statement. But, of course, in context of everything that was going on, he makes a statement. He's answering him. He says, have faith in God. This is how this stuff works. This is how stuff begins to shift and change. This is how the, the curse leaves, the blessing comes. Come on, somebody. This is how sickness and disease go. Come on. This is how the dead are raised. This is, this is how it happens. How? How does it happen, Pastor? Have faith in God. The Amplified adds to it constantly because, see, well, that's going to come up here, but that, it, that's one of the reasons. See, we, we don't necessarily stay in faith. Now, do you want, you want the means of success? I'm asking a question. Do you want your means of success to conquer, to overcome? Okay, then this is, this is part of it, okay? Verse 20, 23. Thank you. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, keep in mind, because that's going to come up here. Whoever says to this mountain, that word mountain just means that which towers over you is all it means. So it's not talking about Mount Hood, Mount Bachelor or Butte Bachelor. <laughs> I better leave it at Mount. It sounds so much more important, don't uh, uh, Anyway, uh, you know, we're not talking about the three sisters, Okay. That's a, a, a mountain group here in Oregon for those that are watching and listening. Amen. Are you with me? Okay. I wasn't talking about your actual sister. Although your actual sister could be a mountain. It, it could happen. You know, well, I'll leave that alone. I think I just, just got in trouble with that one. But anyway, 
A mountain just means that which towers over you, trying to dictate, trying to call the shots. It's trying to control you. It's trying to, to, trying to prevail over you. It's trying to subdue you. That situation towers over you. And he says, you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And if he does not doubt in his heart, come on. The word doubt, dis, okay, the, the, the root word dis, which means two, twice, again, which means uh, having a second thought. In other words, if you're going to stand, stay firm. Don't waver. Don't be up and down about it. Don't doubt. In fact, James 1 brings it out. If you're going to doubt, you ain't receiving nothing. He makes it plain. I'm thinking, well, that's not fair. I love the Lord. I, don't tell me I'm not going to receive. I, that's just not fair. I'm here. I came to church. I gave a little bit in the offering this week. Don't tell me I can't receive. I'm telling you, James did. And Jesus is doing it. If you're going to doubt, listen, this is the law of faith. Here it is. If you believe it, you'll receive it. If you don't, you won't. If you doubt it, you do without it. It's that simple. There's no condemnation. There's no guilt. Your preacher isn't trying to pick on you. Your preacher ain't trying to go, none of that. It's just the way it is. So we got to get it working. Because if you believe it, you receive it. But if you don't, you won't. And if you doubt it, you do without it. And you can get mad at God all you want to, get mad at the preacher man, get mad at your church, get mad at faith doctrine, all those faith people. You can point your finger all day long, and in the, when it comes right down to it, they had nothing to do with it. It was your faith, whether it was engaged or not engaged. Your faith is your means of success for you to overcome whatever the world is bringing against you. And it's not that complicated because once it works, it works. And you get victories, you get miracles. Then you're going to be saying, Pastor, Pastor, I have a 60-second miracle I want to talk about. I have a miracle I want to hear. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? All right. Verse, where are we at here? He says, uh, he, he does not doubt in his heart, but he believes that those things which he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Verse 24, please. Therefore, see, you had to read what was there before you read verse. I just wanted to get to verse 24, but you have to stop and see what it's there for. That's why you read 22 and 23. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, everybody say set apart. That's my message today is about being set apart by faith. Now, why does that uh, need to be understood? Because faith people believe different. See, that's why faith begins to set, set you apart. Now, the reason I, I didn't want to bring anybody up here for the little group here, because I didn't want you all to look at them like they're a doubt group. Okay? But, see, I was trying to do this maybe thing, a way to kind of get you in there. See, when you start believing like, I can have whatever I say. I ask God, praise God, the Word of God says this, the promise of God says this, and thus God asked, and as a result of it, I can receive what I ask. Well, that, that automatically that group goes, ah, ah, ah. well, who are you? <laughs> See, it starts to separate you. You just go over there. See, we don't believe that way here. Well, what do you believe? Well, usually not that. It's something else. What do you believe? Well, you know, doubt and unbelief. We believe that, you know, whatever happens, happens, and it's just the way it is, you know. Sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't. We just don't know. See, it starts separating you. See, faith people believe different. We actually believe 
that when we pray, we will receive. And that means we can't be wavering. We can't be full of doubt. We can't unbelieve. The word unbelieve just literally means to unplug. Sometimes, you know, he dealt with them because he said, because of your unbelief. And they're like, oh, 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 There, that helped. Right? Did it help anybody when they got mad at him because he told them the truth? He said, because of your unbelief. You didn't get no results because you unplugged. You let something else knock you off your faith. So let's just change. Get yourself plugged back in. Get going again. Years ago, Trudy got in some serious trouble. If she'd have been my kid, I'd have whipped her fanny. One day, she's just a little thing, and she thought it was funny because her mom's vacuuming. And somebody's in the other room going, and unplugged the, the vacuum and then ran. Right? Did she whip your butt? She did? Way to go, Mom. So the, she goes and she goes and finds, she plugs her vacuum back in, and the little blonde over here behind the door going, <laughs> unplugs it again. She comes back over and she's realizing, okay, somebody's messing with her. So she goes around the corner. Here comes a little, <laughs> she goes, she got in trouble because she was unplugging the vacuum. Because it's kind of hard to vacuum when there's no power to it. See, there's a moral to this other than Trudy getting in trouble. I, I got to use those things because she hardly ever gets in trouble. So it's just amazing what she does. Well, so vacuum only works when there's power to it. Now, obviously, now there's you know, cordless vacuums, but you know as well as I do, it's still because there's something that produces power that is plugged into it. But the point is this. Your faith don't work if it's unplugged. No different than a vacuum would work if it was unplugged. Or not work. Are you with me? Everybody say, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Okay, Which means faith people believe different. Okay, it begins to set you apart. Okay, not everybody wants you to talk faith. Not everybody wants you to say, I'm believing for this. They all want some other excuse. They all all want you to put like, but on the end of it. They all want you to say, well, you know, you know, we if it's the Lord's will. Show me that. That ain't how it works. Does the Lord have a will? Absolutely. What is His will? That you be healed. In fact, He was point blank asked that question. If, is it your will to heal? He says, absolutely it's my will to heal. So you don't have to sit around waiting to find out whether it is or isn't. You already know. The point is this. Not everybody wants you to talk that way. Now, do you want... Your means of success to your victory, your decisive victory. Anybody in here want that? Are you still with me or you shut me down? So you're going to have to understand that you're probably going to talk different than most people. Well, let's try another one. Jesus said this in Mark 9 and 23, if you can believe... All things are possible to him who believes. Okay. See, you're going to believe different. Now, the father, he's talking to a father whose son was having epileptic seizures and had been having having these for quite a while. Serious deal. There was nothing uh, lightweight about this. We're not making light of it. I mean, if you've ever been in these kind of situations, this is some serious stuff. Dad says, if you can do anything, heal my boy. 
Jesus didn't say, hey, you know what, chill out. It's okay, we'll try to drum up some, some uh, miracle-working power here. Just hang on. Let me kind of go over here in the corner and kind of get it revved up. And then when I get it going, I'll come back to you and we'll get you healed. He didn't say that. What he did is he addressed the Father. Okay? Well, he's the one with the problem. How dare you? That is so cold. My goodness, Jesus. Give the man a break. He's trying to. He's trying to. He's saying, listen, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. See, it sets you apart. And it didn't take long. This is the wonderful thing of the story. The father goes, ah, I get it. I get it. Lord, help my unbelief. He knew I, I wasn't hooked up. I wasn't plugged in. I believe. And he gets right then, bang, the boy gets delivered. Bang. I feel like a guy cooking. Bang. What's his name? Uh, maybe I shouldn't bring him up. I don't, I don't know where he stands. Anyway, the point, is, the point is this. That's exactly what happened. All it took was a little tweak. Everybody say tweak. That's a funny word, isn't it? Tweak. A little tweak. Just a tweak. And dad got it. Dad gets a result. He gets to go home with a boy. He, he goes home, get this, with a decisive victory. All it took was a because he recognized he really wasn't believing. Now you think, well, he came to Jesus, didn't he? But you notice Jesus still had to address him. Isn't that wild? See, that, are you hearing me? Come on now, because see, the group over here says, well, you know, I came to Jesus. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I love the Lord. Well, you got to believe. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, You're one of them. Yes. I'm set apart, one of them, who says that actually you can believe, amen, what you say is going to come to pass, and it will because it lines up with the word, the promises of God. Come on, somebody. So it does. And so you have to be willing to say, uh, well, you know, I don't know, you know, what you're, you know, what you're also down with me about uh, because all I'm saying is what Jesus said, and so I choose to believe what Jesus said, so I'm going to believe like he told me to believe, and if I will do that, this thing will come to pass. There's no condemnation. There's no guilt. And again, I ain't saying it that somebody in faith is above everybody else. We're just saying, who is it that's going to get, okay, the means of success so that they can get their decisive victory? The one that's going to believe, come on, like he said to believe. Do I have to hang out there some more? There's no condemnation. But I'll tell you what, if, if you're not believing right now, if you're wavering, if, you're, if you got the wavering thing, the doubt and unbelief thing going on right now, it's time to change it, time to tweak, come on, so you can get your means of success to get your decisive victory. Because you should have a victory. You should have a, you should get uh, a victory, a testimony you yes. can whip the devil with tomorrow. Yes, amen. You overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony, and loving not your life even unto death. You stand your ground, praise God, and what Christ has done, and what Christ is doing right now, and what Christ will continue to do tomorrow, praise God. But you got to stand, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, anyway. So, faith people believe different. How many know faith people talk different? Oh, my gosh. They just listen to you a little bit, and they go, oh, he's one of those. Oh. 
2 Corinthians, I, now we talked a little bit about confession last week, right? Come on. But let's look at this here, 2 Corinthians 4. Are you with me? Verse 13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, of course, now this is a quote, okay, out of uh, Psalms 116. Uh, since we have the same spirit of faith, or say the spirit of faith, so we know what we're talking about here, according to what is written, I believed. Come on, any believers in the house? You believe different. I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak. In other words, I'm going to speak according to what I believe. So not only do you believe different, you're going to talk different. Well, I just don't want to be weird. Too late. (laughs) Sometimes this is why we don't get our, come on, means of success for a decisive victory. Because you're too worried about what everybody thinks about how you believe and how you talk. So you kind of slither right back over here into this group because we're all here. No, faith will set you apart. Now, I'm not coming against unity. Trudy talked about unity today. Come on. But I'm talking about if you want your decisive victory, you have to be willing to not only believe different, you got to talk different. Romans 10. Go to Romans 10. Are you still with me? All right. Romans 10. Let's go to verse 6. Kind of jumping in here, but I think. Uh, But the righteousness of faith, so we know what he's talking about here. The righteousness of faith speaks in this way. In other words, there's a way that faith talks. Do not say. First, it tells you what not to say. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. In other words, uh, come again, Lord Jesus, and deliver me. That's not faith. He's already done this. Come on, somebody. He doesn't have to come back down again. Are you with me? Or, listen, do not say this, who will descend into the abyss that is to bring Christ up from the dead? In other words, Lord, I need you to pay the price again. Does does the Lord Jesus need to pay the price again? Does the Lord Jesus need to come back again? No, he does not. In fact, that's why he sat down. Okay, and he gave you authority and dominion. And everything else, all the tools he gave you that are born out of God for you to have, amen, so you can overcome. One of those things is your faith, okay? But there's a way it talks, and this is what you don't say. But then it goes, verse 9, that if you confess, or wait, wait, verse uh, 8, pardon me. But what does it say, right? Here's what it says. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is... The word of faith which we preach. In other words, I've got the word in my mouth. I'm not going to try to get him to come back again. Come touch my fevered brow. Oh, Lord Jesus, pay the price again. I don't need to ask that. All i got to do is put the word. That's why confession, it goes on to talk about that. You're saying the same word. What word? The word of God. That's what you speak. Well, that just makes you look weird. That's what sets you apart. People look at you and go, oh, he always talks scriptures. Gosh. It's like, why don't you just be normal? Have you ever looked up the word normal? You will never use it again in your vocab. You are not normal. There's nothing about you normal. Nothing about you average, nothing about you mediocre. Look up the words and you'll never use them again describing yourself with it. Because that is not who you are. You got the greater one on the inside, you got seeds of greatness on the inside. You've been designed for accomplishments, engineered for success. You got faith that can get the job done if you'll just use it. Hallelujah! Anybody ready for a miracle? Hallelujah. So, 
This is what it says. The word is near me and in my mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. In other words, he's defining, he's letting me know this is what we're preaching. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, anybody agree with that? But isn't it amazing? We always take that verse, we call it, you know, Romans 10, 9, and 10. We call it the TNT scriptures of, you know, getting born again. And obviously, you can get born again on these verses, obviously. But it isn't just talking about getting born again. It's talking about your everyday living. Come on, how a faith person should talk. For with the heart one believes, verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, soteria, total deliverance. Confession again, we brought it up last week, but the word confession again uh, is the Greek word homos, logia, which means same word. If you look it up in concourse, it's going to say something like profession, confession, or covenant acknowledgement. In other words, what you have in front of you right there is your covenant. And he's saying that how this works is you say your covenant. You say same word. You say your promise. You say, come on, you say what he says. So faith people are set apart by how they believe. They believe difference. Faith people are set apart by how they talk. They talk different. It just happens. It's that way. My family still thinks I'm a kook. But who do they call? And I'm grateful for that. Well, yeah, we just let's just not talk that. <laughs> kind of how it works. Well, I, I don't really believe that way. Well, whatever. Just don't get mad at God when things don't work. Are you with me? Let's do one more, and I'll let you go. Second Corinthians five. I got a bunch here, but we'll do. We'll stop right here with this one. Second Corinthians chapter five. Children of God, faith people, I said faith people, talk life, not death. They talk the promise, not the problem. They talk faith, not doubt. I think I've said it last week. I think I did anyway. If you, if you want the dog, stop calling the cat. If you want victory, stop talking defeat. So you're going to have to you know, transition there and start talking what he says, okay? Uh, first, uh, or probably 2 Corinthians 5, okay? says this in verse 7, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay, we walk by faith, not by sight. That, word's, that word refers to the senses or how things appear or how things, are, how things are viewed. Okay, so not only are we a people who believe different, not only do we talk different, come on now, but we see things different. Faith people will set themselves apart because of how they because they have more awareness, listen to me, more awareness of the unseen than the seen realm. Listen, you know as well as I do, when you start talking about something that they can't see or they can't tangibly touch it, they all look at you like, God, where is this all coming from? Well, it's, you know. Go back up a chapter, chapter 4, verse 18. Put that up there, if you will. While we look not at the things which are seen, while we look not at the things which are seen, while we look not, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So obviously, you can somehow or another look over into the unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary. It literally means subject to change. Everything in the seen realm is subject to change. How does that happen? Because you're not looking 
at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, which are, here it says, eternal or permanent. Come on. They're real. See, the unseen is more real than the seen realm because it was the unseen realm that made the seen realm. And he says the same way uh, that, that, that God threw the stars into, into the space and put the planets in orbit is the same way, come on, that you and me get, amen, come into a place of where we get our decisive victory, come on, because of a means of success through our faith, which we not only believe different, we not only talk different, but we also, what, see things different. Okay, so if we're seeing things different, you're more apt to put more confidence in the unseen. Whew. See, I, I'm already, I'm, I can tell there's a few of them going, whoa, whoa. Being aware of the unseen helps us to be more moved by the unseen. And a faith, you're going to walk in faith, you're going to have to be more moved by the unseen than you are by the seen. Here's another one. Faith in the unseen causes our limited viewpoint of realistic to change. Having faith in the unseen causes our limited viewpoint of what we term as realistic to change. This is why it sets you apart because everybody wants to go, Oh, come on, let's be real, preacher. Let's be realistic about this. Okay, what are you going off of that tells you that you're being realistic? Yeah, what, what is it, what is it in, that you're going by that somehow is realistic? Well, it's this thing here. It's just, wait, 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 wait. Everything in the scene is subject to change. It's all subject to change. It will all change. So you got to put your attention on the unseen, which is more realistic, which now begins to change that, which then all of a sudden, pretty soon, your whole, you know, how you believe, how you talk, how you think, all begins to modify and change. Now, what you determine as realistic is different than what most people term as realistic. But faith sets you apart. It has to. Now, I'm talking about so you have the tools necessary. Now, there's much more, but we'll let you go today. I don't want to, but we'll let you go today. <laughs> but Listen, it's, it's, it's what is your means of success so you can get a decisive victory. One of the biggest things that will hold the person back is how, it, how they see it, how they view it, their perspective, the how, what's realistic to them and what's not. How many believe you're going to heaven? I mean, really, come on. How many believe they're going to heaven? Ah, you don't. Because you can't see it. How do you even know it's there? Come on. You really believe in heaven? Oh, God. Really? You're just going to die like a dog. Someday just be buried and, you know, turn to dust and... Does anybody believe in heaven? Yes. Why do you believe in heaven? So you, you actually believe there's a heaven? Yes. Really? Yes. Do, you act, do you believe there's angels? Yes. Do you believe there's demons? Yes. Do you believe in a God even though you can't see Him? Yes. So... You're okay with believing this stuff until all of a sudden it's like, oh, 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 ah, uh, 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 oh, my pocketbook, it's empty. Oh, my checkbook, oh, he, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, 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 uh. 
Well, that's real. No, no more real, come on, than all the other things. Say, well, you're, you're just mocking us. No, I'm not. I'm trying to show you. If you can actually believe that one day you get to go to heaven and one day you get to stand before the master himself, walk on streets of gold, check out the gates as you're going through, and I don't think Peter really stands there, but I don't know. But anyway, the point is, you believe in that? You've never seen it. And you believe there's angelic hosts and there's demonic influences out there? And you can believe that, but yet when God says you're the healed, you're provided for, you're delivered, come on, you can have what you say, you can have what you pray, right? So if you can believe all that, you can surely believe this. And so when that circumstance and how it looks and what the said and what they did and the per- that little group over there, don't forget about the group over there. The little group's going, pff, oh, pff, oh, pff, weirdo. <laughs> Bible thumper, Jesus freak. When they said, that's the first thing I always said, said thanks, cool, they noticed. Hallelujah. <laughs> they stopped saying that because it's like, yeah, I have a show. Yeah, hallelujah. Trudy, guess what? They call me a Jesus freak. Somebody actually saw it. <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Any Jesus freaks in the house today? Come on, give God praise. Everybody stand up, praise God. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Word of Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.